it was just like breaking open this whole new concept that what if what God was really doing is say, on your first day, Gail, I want you to come rest with me. I want you to come rest in me so that I can equip you for your day. If you rest in me first, then from that place of trust and surrender and laying down Gail's agenda, you can then go work from that place. And it was just a complete one of those moments that I'm sure every listener has had where you it was a defining moment in your life and things completely changed. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling it all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief. It's a lifestyle. What do you seek first the moment you wake up? A fresh cup of coffee, the happenings on social media, the snooze button? The Bible says seek Him first, yet the first moments of our lives continue to have less to do about Him and more to do about our to-dos. It's been mentioned a few times on the podcast before. If you want to start your day with a kingdom perspective and exchange overwhelm for peace, you must give your morning to God. If you want to give up the rush, the worry, the doubt, the fear of the world, and instead wake up to God's love and His plan for your life, you have to put Him in the schedule first. Gail Root, the author of Master Your Morning and Change Everything, Six Steps to Life-Transforming Intimacy with Jesus, created a simple and practical six-step guide to master your morning and transform your walk with the Lord. Her six-step guide is so different from what I've used before, so no wonder it's received rave reviews from her clients. If you are ready to finally put God first in your day and awaken to a life in alignment with kingdom principles, listen in as Gail and I discuss her time-tested process and become amazed at what God can do when you seek Him first. Hey, Gail. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, we are chatting today about one of my favorite topics— which is morning time with Jesus. And I've had a few guests on to talk about this topic on the podcast, but I was really interested to connect with you because you have such a different approach to it that really incorporates so many facets of faith and then our life. And so I would love for you to start off by really sharing a little bit about yourself and then give a background of where the whole concept of this six-step morning routine really started. Yes. Well, thank you. I would love to, um, and I'm honored to be with you. So I am um, a wife of about 30 years and a mother of, we have three sons, pretty much empty nest, but we have our youngest is still going to be a senior in college. So he'll be heading back to school shortly. We have a brick and mortar business. My husband and I do. We bought an old schoolhouse Um, This was a completely God-led journey. My husband had been in corporate. We ended up buying this old schoolhouse, 1897. It was built. 
it needed a lot of work and we turned it into a wedding venue and tavern. And alongside that, I have been um, an online coach for a while and always was had an entrepreneurial spirit. And um, somewhere along the way in my faith journey as an entrepreneur, I discovered how I was really kind of treating God like a consultant. And almost had this immature kind of relationship in my mind where God was like this, like Santa Claus, you know, keeping a naughty and nice list. And was I being a good enough wife, a good enough mother, a good enough entrepreneur? Was I to church every Sunday, doing my Bible study every Wednesday? Was I checking all the boxes? Was Gail being a good girl? Was she staying on the nice list, not the naughty list? And um, I prayed. I love the Lord. I went to a church, but I really treated God like a consultant. When I really needed him, when I when I had exhausted myself and all of my abilities, right? I was going to call in God. Um, and so he really kind of convicted me and was like, no, I want to work with you. I want to work in your business with you. You're not working for me, Gail. I don't need you to work for me. I want you to work with me. And that was a really big turning point. And I really, in that then, I started discovering how addicted I was really to being busy. I wore it as a badge of honor. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Oh, how was your weekend? Oh, we were so busy. Oh, how how was your day? Oh, so busy. Oh, how's tomorrow going to be? So busy. It's like, oh. And finally, I had this, it was as if the Holy Spirit was giving me this loving window into myself. And I was like, oh, awful right? Like, oh no. So um, fast forward, I really wanted to build a business on kingdom values. And I was like, okay, Lord, how do I do this with you? How do I do this with you? And so I started getting up every morning and saying, okay, I'm going to make you first. Erica, when I asked that question, at this time in my life, I was not in the habit of hearing from the Lord. I certainly believe that he speaks to his children at this stage, right? I believe that he speaks to his children. You might get a confirmation of something outside. There was something that might've been coincidental, but you're like, no, that wasn't a coincidence. That was God giving me a little wink. But that was about as sophisticated as my idea of God speaking to me was. If you would have told me that I really believed he was going to speak intimately into my life, in my business, in my day, I would have been like, uh, I don't know if I have that superpower, right? Well, when I asked the Lord the question, you know, how do I do this? How do I make you first? How do I do this? And he said, well, I've already told you what to do, but you're not doing it. And that's when Matthew 6, 33 just came right before my eyes and my heart. and was like, seek me first. And what I was hearing from the Lord in that was every morning, every morning, make me first. Make space for me, Gail. Show me that you're honoring me by being willing to sit silent in my presence. So this is how this whole journey really started to the the podcast and the book and my coaching business and all of that. Wow. That's phenomenal. Phenomenal. You mentioned busy. I mean, that's a badge of honor that I used to wear for sure. My roommates in college would joke around like they would say like, hey, do you want to go here tonight? Do you want to do that tonight? And it was inside joke with them until they shared it with me like months later that like Eric was always like, oh no, I stopped to do. I'm busy. I've got all these things to do because I wore it as like, oh, look at me. You know, I have so much. I have to do all of this and wore it as that badge of honor. And then, yeah, thankfully the Lord over, you know, a decade and a half has been working on me in that. So how did God move you from that state of busy to now a more, I'm assuming that you have a more slowed pace here. 
Yeah. I remember about three years ago when I heard a Christian coach, a kingdom coach, um, say, working from rest. And I literally thought she misspoke. Literally, I had never heard that phrase before. I didn't even have the concept because weren't we supposed to work to rest? Weren't we supposed to work, 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 and then on Sunday rest? And she said, well, actually, and her husband's a pastor, and she said, well, actually, let's go back to Genesis and take a look at this because on the sixth day, we were created. And on the seventh day, we rested with the Lord. That was our first day. It was just like breaking open this whole new concept that what if what God was really doing is say, on your first day, Gail, I want you to come rest with me. I want you to come rest in me so that I can equip you for your day. If you rest in me first, then from that place of trust and surrender and laying down Gail's agenda, you can then go work from that place. And it was just a complete one of those moments that I'm sure every listener has had where you, it was a defining moment in your life and things completely changed. So what steps, you know, you, you mentioned kind of that shift, what steps do you begin to really take? And I think this is a perfect segue to go into the process. You know, what steps can you really take to work from a place of rest? Yeah. Well, first, ultimately, right, it's a journey of trust. Our relationship with the Lord is a journey of trust. Trust in how much He loves us and how loved we are. Because if we don't really believe how loved we are, then we're always going to be working from that place of striving because we won't feel worthy. We won't feel we're enough. So for me, sitting in His presence every morning is being reminded of how loved I am so that I then can work from a place of trust rather than a place of striving. For me, what happened was these six steps emerged and then I started teaching them. And that was um, at first when I was challenged to do that, I was like, nope, this is my private time. I had been practicing the six steps for about two years at that time. It's been about five or six years now. And I was like, oh no, this is my private, intimate time with the Lord. I'm not talking. And I was really convicted. The Lord was like, excuse me, I gave you these six steps. These aren't just for you, Gail. And that was a kind of a wow moment for me because then I saw it as almost selfish not to share the steps. COVID happened. And so I started running these challenges, helping women to wake up and begin their day with an intimate time with the Lord. And so after a couple of years of teaching that, people were like, you need to turn this into a book. And I was like, "Uh, no, I don't. (laughs) No, I don't. So thanks to Amazon and self-publishing, it wasn't as difficult and scary as I thought it was going to be. And it was just to continue to answer the call that God had put on my life. So the first step is surrender. Sometimes Christian women will say, what do you mean not pray? What do you mean not worship? To me, surrendering is the most intimate act of prayer and worship. Because what I'm saying is, I know I can't. I know you can And I've got to lay down my agenda for the day, my thoughts, what I think is right, all of it. I've got to lay down all my religious thinking, that thinking that says things have to look like a certain way. I've got to lay it all down and make space for you to speak. And that's the first step. I think that's beautiful. I love that step. Most importantly, because I, right now, the way my my flow is in the morning is that I wake up pretty early. 
head downstairs. And the first thing that I do is say a little prayer and then just open up my devotional. But I'm kind of still in my own selfish mind during that time. And so I love that quiet time. And in it, I should say there's six of them for 10 minutes each. And so then that makes up the hour. And so to have 10 minutes just dedicated in silence in that time, that would really set my heart. Because as I'm saying that prayer to say like, Lord, you know, set my heart right. Let me see the things you want me to see. I'm still kind of in, you know, what do you have for me? Genie kind of God moment, you know, like what do you got for me kind of day? So I love that you start with that. And it's so tempting and we all do it. We all have that genie moment like, okay, Lord, I'm going to open up scripture. What do you have for me? You know, um, what's going to be here? Thank you for saying that. Yes, I do practice for an hour. I set a little timer. Even after practicing for a number of years, I still need the structure. I will be very vulnerable and transparent and tell you that that first 10 minutes is still the most humbling part of my day because I'm so aware of how racing my mind is, how it wants to go to the list making, it wants to go to the conversations, it wants to go to the the agenda for the day. And, and I just have to continually say, no, Lord, I'm back. I'm back at your feet. I hear you, Lord. I hear you, Lord. And then the second step is scripture, going to his word. Because then I feel like if I've done that first 10 minutes, now I'm ready for wherever he's going to take me, whatever it's going to be. And often it's like almost laughing out loud with just confirmation of something from him in his word. And then we move into vision is the third step. And it's not vision like, okay, I want to envision my life as an entrepreneur. as a It's God, what is your vision for me? When you look at me, Lord, as a wife, a mother, a businesswoman, I'll pick one of those usually. Sometimes I'll even say, if I have something difficult that day, I'll say, Lord, what is the best version of me in this situation? It could be maybe a, a, maybe something difficult's happened and I'm feeling wronged and I don't want to forgive. Lord, show me your version of me forgiving and letting go and being loving and having compassion. And he shows me, you know, that best version of me. So that's what the vision step is, number three. And four is reading. Each of the steps in the book has scripture references for it. But step four is that moment where we say, there's so much I don't know. There's so much I don't know. Lord, whatever topic has been coming up from these first few steps, maybe it's my finances. Maybe it's my health. Maybe it's adult parenting. Maybe it's my marriage. Guide me to a book that's going to teach me something, Lord. And you might think, well, what are you going to get through in a book in 10 minutes? Oh, trust me. And I do tell people too. Now, I am a I'm a I'm an avid reader. However, there's a lot of grace around this step. If it's a podcast, if it's a YouTube video, where a blog, wherever you go to read, right? The idea is that you are gaining information, knowledge to serve you in an area of your life where God is kind of going, let's 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 strengthen this area a little bit, Gail. You know, you need to learn a little something here. And then the fifth step is journaling. And this is where we go deeper, like, okay, Lord, what's going on with me today? I need to take this a little deeper. Why am I feeling this way, Lord? Why am I hurt in this area? Or why am I afraid in this area? Or what's going on? Just ask those questions, kind of. Um, Lord, show me, show me. Sometimes I'll sketch, I'll write, but sometimes it's mind-blowing what comes out. Again, I, I truly believe it's because of that preparation all the way to this point, the surrender, the scripture, the vision, and then more is revealed in that intimate journaling time with him. 
And then the sixth step is my calendar. And it's very purposeful that it's at the end because I would wake up in the morning, Erica, and before my feet hit the floor, I was already, what do I got to do today? What time do I have to do that? When do I have to do that? Am I going to miss that? Am I going to be late for that? How am I going to do that? And there was no space for the Lord. I was just absolutely rushing. And so the calendar gets pushed to the end of the morning practice. And then it's like, okay, Lord, please let me look at this calendar day with humility. What do you want me to do today? What is most important? And it's amazing sometimes in those moments, the things I'm afraid of will come up, the things I'm really uncomfortable about doing, whether that's in my personal or professional life. And the Lord will be like, just for 15 minutes scale, I want you to work on that thing that you're afraid of. And I'll schedule it. I'll write it in there for, okay, Lord, for 15 minutes, I'm going to work on that. I can do that Lord, for 15 minutes today. You're really consulting him and every area of your day at that beginning of your day for that first hour. And I know women listening to this, some of them were like an hour. Are you kidding me? But what I found is if I spend, I spend about a half hour right now, sometimes an hour, depending on like what my days are. But when I spend more intense time with the Lord and doing a process like this, my day goes so much smoother and easier. I mean, I was able to do my morning routine this morning for half hour. And then literally like the Lord just like got done the 10 things I was nervous about on my list within like an hour. I got done and I was like, what just happened? Like I was <laughs> freaking out about those things, like so like anxious that I couldn't get them done today. And they're done before the kids are even up. And it's just amazing how things fall into the place when he really like gets you to clear your mind, focus on the things that he wants you to focus on and they all come together. Exactly. And I love that you gave that example, really. I mean, when you experience that, when God bends time for you and you're like, how did I just get done all of these things that I thought was going to take me all day long? And I do want to thank you because you know the fact that you've got little ones at home or however your older children are, I do tell you know, and it says it in the book as well. There's a bunch of testimonials in the book. There's a bunch of frequently asked questions. And it really is just a very small book, a how-to book. The point isn't to read the book. <laughs> the point is to sit with the Lord, you know, and, and follow it. But I do say, if you can't do the 10 minutes for each step, do five minutes for each step. And if you're really at the at wit's end or something major is happening, one minute for each step. All of us can do one minute for each step, but really the fruit that you will experience in a very short period of time. I can say this so confidently because of all of the testimonials that have come in. I had this morning, I had women sharing with me, I can't even believe what's happened in my life in five days. And that's the Lord. Zechariah 4.10, he so delights in our little beginning because he knows um, that was difficult for us to, to take that step and just sit down. And whether, again, if the practice is an hour, beautiful, you'll have fruit. If it's 30 minutes, beautiful, you're going to have fruit. If it's six minutes, you're still going to have fruit. When I first had the intention to sit and practice for an hour, Every bit of me was like, I can't do that. It's too long. And now today, it is like, um, imagine, like I always say to people, like not brushing your teeth. There's no way you would go through the day, that feeling of not brushing your teeth. To me, now it's become so ingrained in my life that that time with the Lord is so incredibly fruitful that there's just no way that I wouldn't spend that time with Him. It's the most important part of my day. There isn't, and I, oh, Erica. I literally hear him say to me sometimes, Gail, are you going to make me first? 
And I just love that. I just like laugh. It's like, are you going to make me first today? I'm like, yes, Lord, because I'll get, you know, I'll go get my coffee and then I'll let the dog out. And then if that phone is filled with things, you know, it's so tempting to just, you know, and it's like, no, I put it down. I set that timer and I sit. Mm. And it is truly the best thing in the world. And I know I keep having people on like you to keep preaching it because I'm like, you got to do it. You got to do it. Cause if you're just waking up overwhelmed and frantic and hit the ground running with that, like that's just how you're going to feel for the remainder of the day. If you give it to the Lord, he will take your chaos and put it in a little package and give you peace instead. So <laughs> may I just say in love, and this is going to be a little convicting and I'm saying it to myself as well. The truth is if we're believers and um, we want that relationship with the Lord. There is nothing more important, you know, than spending that hour with him first, that time. What else is possibly more important? And then the coolest part of this is when I first started, I thought, oh, I got, I got to be obedient. You know, from obedience comes self-control. You know, I, I've got to, I got to be obedient. And really, as I practiced for a few years, what I discovered is why the Lord wants me to be obedient is not for him. It's because of how much he loves me and he knows the fruit that's going to come in my life from that obedience. So it is his love for me that he wants that obedience because he knows what will happen in my life. So I challenge anyone, just try it for a week. Be faithful to the six steps for an hour for one week. And I'm telling you, you're going to be like, oh my gosh. You're not going to be addicted to busy. You're going to be addicted to the morning routine with the Lord. (laughs) I will take that addiction (laughs) over anything. Time with the Lord. I do want to dive into a couple things. So scripture, this is a tough point for many women is to find scripture. Like where do you start with a devotional? Do you read the Bible in a year? Like what do you suggest for the scripture portion and really diving into God's word? Yeah, thank you for asking that. Well, first of all, there's no wrong way to read scripture. That's interesting that I say that because as I've come along in this journey, I've discovered that there are people out there who believe that there is a wrong way. And that just breaks my heart. Um, but you know, I don't want to ever be anybody else's Holy Spirit. You listen to the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. But for me, I love reading different translations. And the Passion Translation by Dr. Brian Simmons, I have found incredible intimacy with the Lord. But there are some scriptures, like there's, for instance, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, in the Message Translation. I did a whole four series podcast episodes on just those three verses in the Message Translation. It was just so incredibly powerful to me, and I've memorized it. And um, in the Passion Translation, it's a little different. Or even something like Psalm 4610, which most of us could probably quote. But when you go look at that in a couple of different translations, it's like new doors open. So personally for me, I do have different devotionals that I read. Um, some are longer, some are shorter. Um, some of the devotionals have maybe two or three scriptures underneath. Some only have one. But during that scripture time, I feel like it's a treasure hunt. My goal is to not be looking for things to confirm something that I already know, but to be saying, Lord, show me something new. Let me feel something new. Let me hear something new in the scripture that I think, oh, I know that one, you know, and let him bring something new because doesn't he tell us that everything he does is fresh and new every morning for us. 
Yeah, that reminded me of this morning. I'm reading Exodus right now, and I'm in the tabernacle portion where there is a lot of detail, and it's just a little too much for me at five in the morning <laughs> to be reading that. And but I'm trying, you know, asking the Lord, okay, like observing, doing kind of that soap series through it, and just saying, "Hey, Lord, what do you want me to see?" And I just thought to myself, I was like, okay, I believe and I trust that one day I'm going to come back to this and my eyes are going to be opened and I'm not going to view this as like, man, this is so much detail. Like, do we need to know this? I'm going to view it like, whoa, Lord, thank you for opening my eyes to see this like in a fresh new light. So yeah, there's things that I read all the time where I come back and I'm like, wow, you really spoke to me that. And that's the beautiful thing when they say scripture is living and breathing. It, it is like the Holy Spirit opens your eyes to that. It blows my mind. And again, during my master your morning time, I had this incredibly intimate moment with the Lord when the prodigal son. So it was a very, I grew up a fourth of five girls. And, um, so, um, I remember in this, you know, like show me something fresh and new in this in this beautiful story that I thought, you know, I understood all the parts, right? I understood the father and the and the prodigal son and the brother and the servant, right? And so um, oh, just brought these beautiful visions of me in a couple of the different roles. In one of the roles, I was the brother, but I was a daughter. And it was my sister who was the prodigal sister coming home. And I was standing next to my father, kind of with my hands on my hips, as the brother did in the, in the story. But then the Lord just took it a little bit further and said, no, that's not who you are. You know my heart. You know my heart for your sister. And so I'm going to show you a new version of what I see. And there I was standing next to my father watching my prodigal sister come home. And before he said to me, go get her robe, go get my ring, I had it folded in my arms. And this was a vision he gave me, folded in my arms with the ring on top, just because I knew the father's heart. And I knew what he wanted. And I loved her because I loved him. So gone was my resentment. It just was this most beautiful moment. Now, if someone were to tell me, oh, you can't do that. You can't insert different things in the scripture and turn the story around. It's like, oh, that kind of just breaks my heart. Just go and listen to what the Lord has for you. I mean, that just was one little example, but it was really, really powerful. Yeah, he speaks to each of us in different ways. And there's certain scenarios that we do twist scripture. And so we have to be very mindful of that. Um, I think there's a term like narcissist Jesus. And I was like, when I learned that term, I was like, oh my gosh, I am so guilty of doing that. But the Holy Spirit speaks to each of us and brings up our experiences in life through those stories. And that's why Jesus spoke in parables so people could like understand from their perspective, like, you know, what would you do in this situation? Like painted those pictures. And so the Holy Spirit is painting a picture for you of how it applies to your life and how you know, it's convicting you to either change or view things differently or um, just shed light on something. And so, yeah, that's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. I love those moments where the Holy Spirit just speaks. To the reading portion of things, I was super excited to see that because the only time I really have to read is at night. And I hadn't been reading lately because I am really a self-help kind of book girl 
and I got just burnt out from being a mom. My kids are young. And so being a mom and then doing business stuff all day that the self-help books were just kind of like, I just do, I can't, I don't have the brain power. And so now I've turned to fiction, which I've never really read before, but I'm loving it because it's like an alternative to TV and I'm a total reader and it's been so fun. But then I have these books that I've bought that I want to dive into a lot on like mindset and other things. And so when I read this part of the morning routine, I was like, this is a perfect time for me to read 10 minutes of those books that are self-help because I do feel like the Lord is telling me you need to just figure out more. Like right now in this stage of like really understanding like how to captivate your thoughts. And now science is really catching up to the Bible and there's actual tools that you can captivate your thoughts because sometimes, you know, I do how I do it right now is I just throw scripture at it, which is good and it's powerful, but there's these tools at our fingertips now to actually teach us how to rewire our brain. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a perfect time for me to do something the Lord's been telling me to do and insert it in my morning and not feel bad about it because it is being obedient to where he's calling me. And I was hesitant on adding some of these tools, especially like with this mindset stuff, because I'm like, well, shouldn't I only use scripture? Shouldn't I just use the word and prayer? And then you had mentioned it in your book. And then also a friend this morning had mentioned it when I had told her my hesitation about kind of going this route and doing these tools. And she was like, well, it's just like that boat analogy, you know, like when you're like drowning And then, you know, keep asking God, like, hey, God, please come and save me, come and save me. And like 10 boats have passed by to save you and asked you, like, hey, do you need help? Can I help you? And you said, no, God's going to save me. Like, he brought the 10 boats. And so I was like, oh, yeah. So just being mindful that these tools can be a good accompaniment to what God's word says, the Holy Spirit and everything else. Yes. And in such a powerful, um, you know, when you experience the 10 minutes and you feel because, you, you know, it's step four. And so you, you do feel at that point kind of guided to a certain topic. Even as a coach, I will ask my clients sometimes, what's that number one thing that's kind of, you know, at you right now? They know what the answer to that is. They don't have to like scratch their head and think about it. They know right away it's, it's their health, it's their marriage, it's their finances, it's something, you know? And so in that fourth step, when you can say, okay, I've got a book on finances. I've got a book on adult parenting. I've got a book on marriage. Open it up and trust the Lord in 10 minutes. You're going to get a nugget in there, you know, that you needed for today on that topic. And, and it's just amazing to watch what he does in such a short period of time. It's like, I don't have to read the whole book to get what I need for today. Yeah. He'll bring you clarity in his word and in other words. (laughs) Yeah, wonderful. Well, this has been fantastic. I want to give you the opportunity to share where listeners can purchase your book and then also to connect with you via social media or whatever it may be. Well, thank you, Erica. Yeah, so the book is Master Your Morning and Change Everything. Um, Six-Step Practice to Life-Transforming Intimacy with Jesus. It's on Amazon. Shocker, right? It's on Amazon. You can have it at your door in just a couple days. It's a very quick read because the most important part is just start. Just start. And galroot.com, that's the easiest. G-A-I-L-R-O-O-T, galroot.com is the easiest place to find me. I think there's links to the book there. There's also a Facebook group. It's, of course, free. It's filled with Master Your Morning folks in there. And one of our members actually leads a practice 
Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern for an hour on Zoom. And so people don't really turn their cameras on, but they get on, they'll pray, and then they just set the timer for the 10 minutes. So they're kind of doing it together for that accountability. And I mean, the community is growing and they love it. So that's an opportunity for someone who maybe feels like I would love to do this, but I just don't see myself ever sticking to it. Well, you have resources and support. How cool is that? I love that community aspect. Wonderful. Okay. So I have one more question for you before we get off the line here, get off the mics. I want to know what brought you joy today. Mm, what brought me joy today? Wow. So what brought me joy today, we had a, um, a recent, very difficult thing that we went through the Lord very quickly. It was one of those, um, when like the storm comes and you want to cry out and say, why God, why? And he says, lovingly, I told you there were going to be storms, Gail, but I promised you I would never leave you. And I'm doing this for you, not to you. Jeremiah 29, 11, and all of the scriptures, you know, Romans 12, 2 and Romans 8, 28, and just all of the things that just, you know, the rock that I stand on doesn't mean I'm not going to get shaken and fall off sometimes. But the joy came today in knowing that that situation isn't resolved. There's, you know, a lot in front of us, but there's a massive amount of peace and trust And I truly can tell you that my life is just so different because of that intimacy with him to be able to go in a 24 hour period, be able to walk through a really difficult situation and to have some joy today. That's the joy. It's just his power in that seeing it so clearly his power in that has brought joy. Yeah. Joy of the Lord for sure. You can never manufacture that. The joy of the Lord you can never manufacture in that peace. And I'm assuming your practice these past five years has really set you up to be able to experience that so quickly within 24 hours to just have that connection with him and flip it around. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you, Gail. I appreciate you being on to share this process and um, just your insight and your knowledge. So thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Your time with Jesus is so important. If you haven't yet, now is the time to dedicate the first part of your day to the Lord. I will be implementing Gail's six-step process along with the Faith and Gather Daily Reflections Journal, which, by the way, can be found in the link in the show notes. But whether you use Gail's process or not, create space to seek Him first. Make the number one your number one. I'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode. If you were encouraged by what you heard, share the love with other women you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think how many more women could be blessed with faith-inspired encouragement. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.